Hi everyone, Eric from Hit Subscribe here. And uh, today it's another installment of the uh, Q&A series that I do where I field questions largely from our uh, Hit Subscribe community. Uh, I'll try to put a link uh, when this is on YouTube um, uh, from our community uh, of like freelancers and side hustlers. Anyway, I'm probably explaining this for too long, but uh, freelancer Q&A, if you will. Some of it's beginner, but it skews into more advanced topics. This one's kind of interesting because it has to do with um, how your career uh, arcs over both salaried employment and freelancing. And the question is, uh, is freelancing a lateral career move, uh, in particular for an individual contributor? Um, now, first, let me define what lateral career move means in case somebody watching doesn't know what that term means. Uh, a lateral career move is basically if you were to, um, say, resign from a job and go to work um, in another job with the same job title. It might be for more pay, but basically you're making a move in your career for no additional like responsibility or title or anything like that. Um, and this is maybe said in slightly pejorative way because it can be sort of a waste of a jump. There is conventional wisdom that you don't really want to job hop too much. So when you go take on a new job, you probably ought to make sure it's some kind of uh, career advancement. So a lateral move is the idea that you're just moving um, completely uh, to the side. You're not advancing in any way. Um, not the end of the world if you do that. Like a common reason one might do that is if you were laid off um, or you just really hated your job or something. There are all kinds of reasons somebody might do that. You just go to work for a company you think of as a better company. Uh, but often it's maybe not the most advisable thing. So somebody was asking me this question in the context of whether in a kind of pejorative sense, just going from individual contributor, uh, somebody without anyone reporting to them, um, to freelancing was a lateral move. So the answer that I would give to that question is kind of the consultant's one of like, it depends. Um, but to get more specific than that, um, I think the way I would answer the question is only if you don't do it right. So moving from salaried employee to freelancer should be a career advancing move um, if you play it right. All right, so uh, how would I unpack that? Like maybe I'll um, talk about the circumstance in which it wouldn't be a career advancing move. So let's say that you're in the context of a lot of people in the community, for instance, let's say you're, that you're a software engineer and you're thinking of going freelance. So you are working for some company as a software engineer and you decide you want to you know, tell your boss to take this job and shove it. You want to hang out your shingle and work for yourself. Um, if you go from being a salaried employed software engineer to doing essentially the same thing, but technically not employed, that can truly be a lateral career move. Um, a common path for that might be you quit your software engineering job, you go create a profile on Upwork or something, or you get in touch with some recruiters, and what Upwork or those recruiters do is they pair you with a company and you go on and take on a multi-year contract at that company. You do this and you're what's called a 1099. Um, you're a contractor, not an employee. But for all intents and purposes, you are just recreating employment, uh, albeit with slightly different paperwork and you do a different thing at the end of the year with the IRS. But other than that, it is the same thing. If you do that, that's pretty much a lateral career move. And then if after some years of freelancing, you decide to re-enter the workforce, you probably won't re-enter the workforce in any more advanced of a role, high paying, higher up the org chart, what have you. You'll just kind of plug back in as a 
individual contributor software engineer. So in that specific case where you're basically doing staff augmentation on long-term contracts, yes, going freelance is a lateral career move. Um, and there are a number of ways that you would be able to mitigate that and tell a story that has your freelancing not be a lateral career move. Uh, one of the things I talk about in the book I wrote, Developer Hegemony, is that what people can use going independent to do is to sort of exit the um, corporate structure and then re-enter at a higher level of the org chart. And what I mean by that is you might go off on your own, start a business, declare that you are you know, the founder or the CEO or whatever of that business, and then if the business grows a bit and you start to you know, have subcontractors, people doing work for you, et cetera, you can actually make a good case if you were to go out five years later and um, apply for jobs that you should be a manager or something like that. And you can accelerate the timeline since you're in business for yourself. If you go to work at a factory as a widgeteer, um, you know, assembling widgets, it might be 20 years before you get the chance to be the widget manager um, versus if you go off on your own producing widgets uh, and you're successful, you can accelerate the timeline when you're qualified to do that. So um, you can pretty easily turn freelancing um, into a career advancement move if you're um, successful at it, like if you build an organization, build a business. Um, you can also do it kind of through narrative. Uh, and, and let me get into that a little bit. So imagine again that you're a software engineer and you go off on your own. If you submit to a recruiter or you submit a profile on Upwork or something, that's comfortable because it's the closest thing imaginable to salaried employment, but you're not really doing much of anything from a business perspective. Now let's say instead of that, and instead of taking these protracted salaried employment-like gigs, um, instead of doing that, you build a website, you start to do your own marketing and your own sales, you start to bring in leads and have sales calls, and you start to do uh, a larger series of maybe shorter engagements, so maybe you're working with, in a given year, 20 clients. Well, suddenly, um, you're doing something that looks a lot more like a business than it looks like salaried employment. And if that's the case, you are developing a skill set that is going to be valuable in a way, um, in a different way to prospective employers. So for instance, if you're running the kind of business that I just described, where you're not hooking on with a long-term client and doing kind of the bare minimum as a contractor, now suddenly you've got a bunch of uh, uh, clients that you're managing. You have a marketing process, you have a website, you have a sales process, you have some kind of customer retention process, you probably have a, a CRM, a customer relationship management system. So suddenly you're starting to do a lot of things that you know are what a business owner or what a CEO would do. Now that doesn't mean that if you're an independent consultant taking on a lot of different contracts, you're suddenly going to interview for CEO roles. But it does mean you're building up a complementary skill set to whatever you're doing as a technician. So if it's that you're a software engineer, well, okay, not only are you a software engineer, but you're one that understands marketing, you understand sales, you understand account management, you understand how to keep your own books, how to work with a tax accountant. Um, if you're taking on subcontractors, you understand how to manage people. Um, so there's all these skills that you can build up as a freelancer just by the virtue of freelancing in a way that isn't the bare minimum where you're you know, simulating employment. Um, I guess the flip side of that is you have to kind of learn on the fly about a lot of stuff like how to send invoices, how to, um, uh, how to do marketing and sales on some level, what a CRM is, et cetera. 
So there's a lot of self-directed learning that you'll do just in time to make these things happen. And depending on what your interests are, some of that might bore you to tears or you might really hate it. I don't know, you might love it. Um, but the good and the bad of that, that complementary set of skills you're building is a very, um, in the beginning, rudimentary business, but those are valuable skills. If you're understanding um, accounts payable and accounts receivable, as a software engineer, for instance, now that might open the possibility for you to go work like in those domains in a valuable way, um, but it might also start to um, convince people if you were later applying for jobs, hey, you know, I know how to manage a budget, I've managed subcontractors, hey, it looks like maybe um, I'd be a pretty reasonable candidate to apply for a dev manager job instead of just coming back into the org chart as a, um, as a software engineer. Now, um, if you do this well at all and your uh, resume, if you will, of freelancing doesn't just look like salaried employment, you're going to um, have established certain bona fides and like skill sets that are, um, I forget the word, soft skills, I guess. If you've been managing to freelance for yourself and pay your own bills for five or ten years, then you're probably demonstrating to any kind of employer that you're responsible, reliable, uh, have a good head on your shoulders. Like there's a certain set of skills that you can't just like succeed on your own in the workforce um, as a freelancer unless you have those. So if you were responsible for paying your mortgage and you managed to do that for five years, you're probably a pretty reliable individual. Um, rolling all of that together, I, I think hopefully I'm painting the picture here that like if you if you go freelance and then you parlay that into building a business where you become the actual CEO of a business with employees and stuff, well this is obviously not a lateral career move. You are now literally a CEO, um, albeit of a small business, but you're going to interview for a different type of position if you ever re-enter the workforce. But um, no matter what you do, you can think as you're freelancing about what the narrative that you would have about your freelancing would be if you went and interviewed again at companies. So did you manage a book of business? Um, did you manage subcontractors? Um, you know, and on and on, like what was the nature of your freelancing and what about that would speak to you being well qualified to re-enter the org chart in a more senior role or um, managing people or whatever the case may be. One of the advice, uh, pieces of advice that I'll give to people, whether it's salaried employment, freelance, like whatever, if you're looking to five years from now be in a position, you know, like you want your boss's role five years from now or whatever it is, the thing I always suggest is to kind of reverse engineer that career transition. So if you want to be your boss in five years, what would need to be on your resume in order to make that true, in order for you to apply credibly for your boss's job at another company, what skills would you need to have? Work backwards on building up those skills. So I would do the same thing in freelancing. If you think you might ever want to re-enter the workforce, um, what do you want to have been true about your freelancing uh, stint? What would need to have been true about it for you to interview for whatever position you're looking for? Freelancing can be a great way to own your own narrative. I mean, you're putting up on LinkedIn or whatever that you're, you know, uh, the principle of me incorporated. So you have the fortune to be able to write whatever kind of job and resume description about that you want. I mean, within reason, as long as you're not telling lies, but like you own the company and the business, you can acquire the skills that do the things that you want to do. So in the end, is freelancing a lateral career move? I, I would say that if it is for you, you've missed a serious opportunity with freelancing. 
and that you've probably gotten into freelancing, maybe for the wrong reasons, it really ought to be uh, not a lateral career move. It ought to be career advancement, um, you know, if you are successful with the freelancing. So uh, to answer the question, if, you're, if this is of interest to you as a topic, uh, a lot of freelancers will go on to found business. And like, you know, for me, for instance, I went into business for myself like seven years ago. Um, so I don't, you know, it, I've long since stopped caring whether that would be a lateral career move or not. I'm not really contemplating re-interviewing organizations for a position. Um, so you might stop caring, but if you don't, if you think you might want to re-enter the workforce, then you should really be mindful going into freelancing of like, what am I going to do? Imagine that hypothetical interview in two years or five years or whatever. What am I going to do with my freelancing that ensures this isn't a lateral career move and that the freelancing looks like um, a solid play rather than like, well, I got fired and I didn't know what else to do, or I got tired of having a boss, so I did the same thing as if I were employed, but, you know, with a recruiter. So the main takeaway, I would say, is freelancing shouldn't be a lateral career move for you, and it's important to go into it with a plan to make it not a lateral career move. Uh, so hopefully that answers the question. That's my take, and uh, yeah, I will uh, catch you all next time.